Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. I started a series last week called When I. Somebody say When I. The series regarding When I is placing responsibility on us that says that we have a responsibility. Tell somebody, you have a responsibility. You have a responsibility. Jesus died on the cross and he says it is finished, meaning there was nothing left that Jesus needed to do. Everything that he came to do, he fulfilled his mission. And so we have all twos. The word of God says that oh, all things that, that pertain to life and godliness, God has already given us. Tell somebody there's nothing else God needs to do. But he's waiting on you to make a move. We talked about last week that God is not the initiator. God is the reactor. And when we speak, God responds. When we make a decision of obedience, God responds. Give and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shake and get a running over. See, we are the initiators. God has given us the dominion. God has given us the responsibility. Tell somebody, there's a responsibility you have. If you want God to be active in your life, if you want God to respond, he, God responds to initiation. The woman with the issue of blood, he was God. The virtue came out of Jesus' garment out of response to a move that she made. So if we believe that, then we, then we need to know that when I, tell, tell, tell somebody when I, when I do something, God's going to respond. Not just anything, but when I do the right thing in the right posture in my heart, in the right posture of faith, God will respond. Tell, tell, somebody, tell, them, tell, tell somebody, God's going to respond when you. And we purposely left with the ellipses behind it, dot, 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 because I don't know what your when I is. I don't know what your when I is. It may be, uh, my, my, your when I may be to, uh, to, to sow a seed in faith. Your, your, your when I may be to forgive somebody. Your when I may be uh, 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 to, uh, to uh, receive some mentor somebody. I don't know what your when I is. Everybody has a contoured when I that you need to do. But tell somebody, heaven is waiting on you. See, a lot of times, you know, when, when Jesus went, went up, went up in, into the sky, went on a cloud and, and took his transition up into heaven, the angel said, why are you sitting here gazing? Like you're waiting on something to come down. So the same Jesus is going to come back in like manner. But your job is to occupy until he comes. Tell somebody occupy. You know what occupy means? It means to conduct business for the kingdom of God. Our job is not to say, well, I'm saved, God. I'm waiting for you to come get me. No, our job is to take territory. You know, like in, in military, they, they fight battles and they take territory. They hold it and then they move on to the next area of territory. That's how battles are waged and won. Tell somebody you should occupy. So heaven is waiting on us to do something in particular. And so I want you to turn with me today to John the 12th chapter. Very familiar passage of scripture. It says, truly, 
truly I say to you, this is the 24th verse, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth, tell somebody, and dies, aha, uh -huh, it remains alone. But, somebody say but. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. I'm going to read it again. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth, somebody say, and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. I want to use for a topic for the next few minutes. When I die. Tell somebody, when I die. You see, we just, those three ladies and we celebrated them. They did, they, they went through the process of acknowledging what they were. They buried it, signification of death, in a liquid grave. And they came up just like Jesus came up. And Jesus was all new. He was glorified. He said, all power has been given to me in heaven and earth. But Jesus could not get to that glorified state except first he died. How many are Christians in this room? Tell somebody, I'm a Christian. That means I'm a follower and I'm an imitator of Jesus Christ. So therefore, I must die. I'm not talking about our transition from, from mortality, in the, in, uh, in mortality into immortality. I'm talking about being a walking dead person. I guess they call them zombies, right? Being a walking dead. Tell somebody, you should be walking dead. You may be seated. Tell somebody, when I die. I want you to listen very quickly. It's going to be a fast-moving train, but I want you to know that, the, that in order for us to get to the place of fruitfulness, somebody say fruit. I want you to know that dying is not about the dying. If you read that scripture, let's read it again. He said, truly, truly, I say unto you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth, see, tell somebody, tell somebody you can't just fall. You've got to die. See, we are so afraid of death. People are fighting it with all their might. Cosmetic surgery is, is, is one of the most flourishing uh, areas of, of medicine because people are fighting death. They're fighting aging. You know, you do know aging means that you, you know, you're wasting away. You do know that. Now, we, we can age gracefully and all that stuff, but tell somebody every day, you're moving further from, from the crib and you're getting closer to the grave. It's, can we tell the truth? I don't know what it is for you. I hope, I hope God gives you long life, amen. But every day we're moving further from the crib and we're moving closer to the grave. I, 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 hate, to, I hate to give you that sobering information. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is we are, we are fighting getting old. This society does not appreciate aging. It does not appreciate uh, uh, transitioning into other, other spheres and other, other uh, transitions in life. But God said, from the minute you're born, you're on your way and you're on, on your path to dying. And so we're afraid of it. I've spent a lot, I spent a lot of time in the hospital. And somebody, can somebody put your hand together for overseer being restored in Jesus' name? <laughs> Up, talking, boss, trying to boss people around, calling everything. 
But I always, I, you know, God, he deals with me in different levels. And sometimes I can see something, uh, revelation in just the mundane things. And over at Forsyth Hospital, you know, when you walk in, you, you come, come from the parking deck and you go in. On the first floor, now they got it locked up so you can't get in there. But on the first floor they have uh, the, 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 the women's center where babies are born. Tell somebody babies are born. And everybody's so joyous in there. You can look in the room and people got the excitement and they got the little balloons and they got the little the blue bottle. They got the, the pink bottle and everybody's so excited. But if you go, y'all put your hands together for them. God bless you. God bless you. We celebrate you. Tell somebody, but downstairs, if I'm not mistaken, downstairs in the, in the bottom down there at the hospital, they've got the morgue where people have expired. Somebody say expired. On the first floor, they got where life is, life is bursting, new life is being born. People are so joyous and life is being born. On the bottom floor, they got where people's life has come to an end. No matter what age, they got you there, they got you uh, in the morgue, they got you in a place where, you know, waiting for the, the, uh, uh, the funeral home to come get you. And all these other floors are dedicated to people fighting to stay alive. I say, wow. In one place, we got people coming into the earth. We got people going out of the earth. And right in the middle, we got people fighting, fighting death. Billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars of, re of research has gone into people fighting death. We hate death. It's the finality of it. It's the fear of it. But God said, in the spirit, I want you to embrace dying. Somebody say embrace it. I got another translation in the message translation. It says, listen carefully. Unless a grain of wheat is buried in the ground, dead to the world, listen y'all, it, it is never any more than a grain of wheat. But if it is buried, it sprouts and reproduces itself many times over. Isn't this good? In the same way, anyone who holds on to life just as it is destroys that life. But if you let it go, tell somebody, let it, let it go. Reckless in your love, you shall have it forever. Real to the world, it is never any more than a grain of wheat. But if it is buried, it sprouts and reproduces it many times over. In the same way, anyone who holds on to the life just as, just as it is destroys that life. It says if you hold on to the life that way it is, it's going to destroy you. But if you let it go, reckless in your love, you shall have it forever real and eternal somebody say let it go the first thing I want you to know what you write down is that the goal of our life is to produce fruit I want you not to focus on the dying that you have to do dying is just a vehicle 
get you to fruit. I remember when I was in elementary, I think in physical science, they put some big seed, I can't remember, but it was very, very big. They put it in the ground. And they had two different, they had one in several stages. And they put them in the ground at the same time. They put water, they put all those things, they put it in, in peat moss and all that stuff in the environment where it could grow. And my teacher, she brought the seed out early. And when she brought the seed out, it looked nothing like the seed that we put in. The seed had bust open. Tell somebody, bust open. It was slimy. I would dare even say it, 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 it had a stench to it. Because the seed had to go through a process first of decay in order to unleash the life that was inside. And so many times, God is trying to get the fruitfulness out of us. He sees. He says, I know the plans I have for you. That's what he told Jeremiah. Tell somebody, God knows the plans he has for you. Those plans are seeds. Somebody say seeds. You cannot have fruit except first there are seeds in the ground. And God has said, I knew you from your mother's womb and I put seeds in you. But in order to get you to a place of fruit, the seed has to go through a process of germination. And germination is an ugly process. It's a stinking process. Words are going to get in. It's going to eat you. You're going to be uncomfortable. You're going to th go through heat. You're going to go through pressure. But tell somebody, you got to go through a dying process before you can live. That's what's wrong with the body of Christ. We want to jump over here to an end product, but we don't want to go through the process of dying. The word of God said that we should be dying daily. Many people use that, many people use that as an excuse to, for staying the same way. That, that you all, that everybody know that we're a new creature in Christ, but you shouldn't be three years saved and you still cussing. You still lying? Your word ain't no good still? Come on now. Well, I die daily. No, 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 no. We should be conformed to the image of Christ. We're not talking about that dying. I'm talking about those things that God, I'm walking right. God, I'm following all your precepts. God, I pray. God, I fast. God, I'm seeking your face. What, I, what I'm to do. And God said, God, what else do you need? He said, I need you to die some more. And we say, God, use me. God, use me, God. I, I, I yield myself to your will. And we don't understand what we signed up for. What we have signed up for is a dying process. Tell somebody, you must die. God is saying the goal is fruit. So I got a couple questions that I want you to do some personal Bible study. Tell somebody, I'm going to do some Bible study this week. Come on, lift your hand, you're going to do some Bible study. Don't lie to me in church. Can't be hearers. How we do the word is that we take what the man of God or woman of God has given us and we study, we meditate on it. Amen? So the first question is, well, tell somebody, identification is the key. The first thing is, what is preventing my fruit from reaching its full potential? See, I ain't going to wind up with no organ and do a bunch of, huh. sound like I got asthma, but you will learn something Today, tell somebody what is preventing me from reaching my full potential is fruit. 
How many of you acknowledge that God has some fruit he wants to get out of you? So we have to ask ourselves, what is the thing that's preventing my full potential? As long as you've been saved. It's, a, it's not about length of time, it's about position and posture. So what things are preventing me? Maybe God has seeds of ministry, seeds of whatever in you, but guess what? A seed's potential is not locked, unlocked unless it's buried. You can have a, a whole bucket full of seeds and it will never grow. It has to be in the right ground. It has to be in the right temperature. It needs moisture, it needs heat, it needs sunlight, it needs earthworms. It needs fertilizer. Might need a little manure to help it grow a little bit. And we've been fighting the dirt. We've been fighting the pressure. We've been fighting being ostracized. We've been fighting people turning their backs on us. God just don't feel good and God is saying it ain't supposed to feel good because you're dying. Then I'm trying to get fruit out of you. Somebody say, God, get fruit out of me. Get fruit out of me. Knowing that it's going to have to go through a process. The next question is, what is the fruit that I am assigned to produce? See, so many times... We are ignorant. Somebody say ignorant. That's not an insult to you. That's just sometimes it's some things you don't know about. You can't know everything. But guess what? People say, well, what I don't know, what I don't know won't hurt me. No, what you don't know will kill you. You'll be surprised at people that walk this earth day by day, live decade after decade, and don't have knowledge of the fruit that they are supposed to produce. Nobody just, throw, just go to the store and get this, this, give me all the seeds you got. I'm just going to throw them out in the field. They put the watermelons right here. They put the oranges right here. They put the tobacco stalks right here. They, they, they separate and they segregate it because guess what? Each seed is, 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 is supposed to produce a particular fruit. And each particular fruit has its own contoured needs in order to reach its full potential. Is this ministering to anybody in this place? So what we need to be praying for on this week, God, let me identify what my end stage fruit should be. There are certain seeds you only plant in the fall. There are certain, there are certain seeds and bulbs you put, you put in, the, in the summer. You gotta fertilize it. Some, 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 some can be in full sun. Some of them have to be in partial. Am I, am I talking right now? Everybody got a green thumb? Everything can't be in full sun or the sun. Some has to be in partial sun. Some things grow in shade. Some things need to grow inside and just let the sun from the window get to it. Am I, talk, am I talking right? So you have to know the contours of the fruit that God expects from you so that you can treat it right. I believe sometimes we know the fruit that we should be, but we're not in the right environment. We're not being cultivated by the right people. There are some people in our lives that are weeds and are choking the nutrients that we would get. You hear a good word, it is feeding your faith, and you think you want to share it with them. Girl, I wouldn't try that. 
No, man, at your age, why are you doing that? They are choking the faith out of you. And God said, once you identify with your seed, you then have to identify the fruit you're going to be, and then you got to identify the things that are impediments for you reaching your full potential. Tell somebody, when I die. The next question is, what is preventing my seed from becoming a fruit? Is it my faith? Did I just put it in the ground and left it? An orphan? Am I feeding it? Am I nurturing it? Am I doing de-weeding? Because I mean, you know, that just, just by virtue of walking and rubbing shoulders with people, you can get stuff on you. Out there battling the devil and out there trying to raise our children and out there trying to work on this job. The devil, he, see, he, he doesn't jump out of the bush and say, hey, I'm the devil. He, he puts weights on us. Till one day we wake up and we don't recognize who we are. Till one day we wake up, God, I'm praying to you, but I don't feel like you're hearing me. Till one day that, you know what, I'm just going through the motions, but I, I, I'm just doing it to be doing it. God said the devil is so subtle. He doesn't jump out and say, hey, I'm the devil. I came to derail you. He will send somebody. He will send you someplace. He will send you something to get you off track. And the next thing you know, you are so far from the peaceful shore. Anybody ever been there? You look around and say, how did I get here? is saying would you be ever so vigilant to guard the seed that I put in you tell somebody guard your seed I'm not telling you to be paranoid and look for a devil under, under the bush and acting weird I'm not saying that what I'm saying is people are either people are either feeding me or they are a person that I can feed See, it takes reciprocity. Given it shall be given to you. But if people are doing neither, and you've given them opportunity, God said it's time for some things to die. And you know why some, you know how some things die? Some things die on their own, and some things die because you strip it away from the vine. They call it pruning. That you're still living, but you are diseased. And you may be growing with it. But tell somebody, all growth is not good. Cancer is growth, but it's not good. Fungus is growth, but it's not good. And we look at the fact that we're still growing. It. Well, you know, God, I'm still growing in you, so I must be doing. Yeah, you, see, you can grow, but you can grow disformed. Anybody ever known somebody had to have some corrective surgery when they were born? That they had to break their leg or they had to wear a shoe with, shoe with an insert in it because the way they were growing? If you just went to a doctor and, and you walking like that and you and you and you and you still growing, you would that doctor you would sue that doctor for malpractice if they ignored the fact that you are growing, but you're growing disformed and disfigured. 
And God is saying we have to put ourselves under the microscope even more. God, am I growing to the contours that, 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 that is in the genetics of the seed that you put in me? Oh, God. An apple seed already has the genetic programming to only produce an apple. But if by chance it starts to turn into an orange and an apple, that means there's been some manipulation going on. Oh. And sometimes they can create hybrid seeds. They can create hybrid seeds. In, in the lab, they're going to they're combine this seed with that seed, and I'm going to make a, a, a tangelo. I don't even think that's a real thing in nature. They done combined two different things and created some. Y'all better watch what y'all eating sometimes. saying is there is a there is a specific specific genetic code in the spirit of what you're supposed to produce and just because it's growing does not mean God sent the growth it does not mean that you are flowing in the absolute growth in the pattern that God has for you so we can't be satisfied the fact that we're, we're moving along I'm better than I used to be are you really so tell somebody do some self-examination The last thing I want to share with you comes out of John 10 and 18. This is when Jesus was about to go to the cross. And he's talking to Pilate. You know, Jesus had a little bit of a smart mouth a little bit. The way that he would answer some stuff. You would think like, oh, Jesus, you was cold, man. You would just say like, I, I am. And Pilate said, do you realize, why are you answering this way? Pilate was trying to give him an out because he didn't want, he realized he had, his wife had a dream the night, night before. And he realized that Jesus was a blameless, spotless man. But the people, the politics of the people, they wanted somebody's head on a platter, and they chose Jesus. And so Pilate, well, you know, you never been, you ever seen court thing where, 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 a, where a lawyer is trying to lead you to say something? Like, would you please say what I need you to say? <laughs> Pilate was telling Jesus, like, come on, man, I'm feeding you these answers. If you just give me the right answers, I can let you off the hook. But Jesus would not waver. He would not compromise. He declared who he was, and he let the chips fall where they may. How many of you followers of Jesus? Doesn't matter, I want to be just like him. Come on, say it loud and proud. Say, I want to be just like him. Jesus said the truth and let other people deal with the consequence. And he said, do you realize that I have the power to take your life? And look at Jesus' response. He says, no man taketh my life from me. But I lay it down myself. And if I lay it down, I have the power to take it back up again. This commandment have I received of my Father. God told me I've got the power to lay it down. And if I have power to lay it down, I got power to pick it up. 
because my father has commanded anything that God speaks into me I now have the empowerment of God to do it tell somebody you have empowerment the last thing I'm going to share with you is that it's your move that God is saying I've got an end result of fruitfulness for you I've given you the seeds and I put it in you. But the price of admission is death. I sit you through a series of questions that ask, what is the seed that matches the fruit of my life? Sit you also through questions of what things are preventing me to get to the full manifestation of fruit? What are the things that I need to kill? What are the things I need to peel off? And in answering those questions, some of you may answer them this week. Some of you may answer them. I've already written those things down. This does not mean that you're in sin. You can be sanctified and holy on your way to God's kingdom, but not realizing your full potential. Tell somebody beside you and tell them, I want to reach my full potential. I said a long time ago, the devil doesn't care about you being saved. He doesn't want you to reach your full potential. Can I see the hands of you that, that, are, that are determined to reach your full potential? Let me tell you something. For those that are older in this room, it doesn't take long. Jesus reached his full potential in three years. Lived 30 years and only had a ministry of three years and we're still talking about him. Tell somebody, we're still talking about him. In three years, he changed the whole world. In just three years. Everybody standing to your feet. I want you to, to think about, one, God, what kind of fruit have you made me? I pray right now there are, different, there are different people in different stages in this room. Some of you are unaware. You're saved, you love God, but you are ignorant to the fact of what God created you to be. Or you're saved, but you are an unlabeled fruit. Can I see the hands of those that, that are still searching for what, what God, what, 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 uh, what kind of fruit have you made me? Come on, come on. Let's be honest in this room. God bless you for your honesty. Amen. Then there are those in this room that know what kind of fruit they are. That know the seed of God, what, what, what God has made you. But whether it's through fear, whether it's through obligation to other people, whether it's through a low self-esteem, you have not nurtured that seed to go through the process of becoming a fruit. Can I see your hand in this place? Amen. God bless you for your come on, wave it high, wave it high, wave it high. God bless you for your honesty. God bless you for your honesty. And then there are those in this room, you know what seed you are. You know what fruit you are to become. You 
put yourself, you know the things that you need to lay aside, you know the right things that you should do, you know the, the right rudiments that you're supposed to go through, you know, the, you know the right environment you should be in, but you're right at the edge of beginning the process. And you are resistant to dying. Can we be honest? Can we lift our hand in place if that's you? Because you know that dying, just like Jesus did. Let me tell you something. Jesus went through everything that we went through. Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was resistant to dying. He tried to negotiate his way out of going to the cross. He knew what his mission was. He knew what he had to produce. He knew that the only way that, he got, that, 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 that his mission was going to be fulfilled and that humanity could be restored back to God the Father as if he became the sacrifice. See, God gave us the bonus of watching Jesus for 30 years and watching his ministry for, but, uh, but for three years. But the fact of the matter is Jesus was born to die. He was born to die. He was born to be a lamb that was slain. The word of God said he was slain before the foundation of the earth, but, 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 but for it to come into full fruition, he had to walk it out and let it be a physical manifestation, a manifestation of what always, already was done in the spirit. And Jesus wrestled with the death process because is the duality of Jesus Christ. The fact that Jesus was all God, but Jesus was all man at the same time. And he knew the suffering that he was about to go through. He knew that they were going to pluck the hairs out of his beard. He knew that they were going to spit in his face. He knew that he was going to be in agony. He knew that they were going to pierce his side and water and blood was going to gush out. He knew that he was going to be embarrassed laying up there naked with his entrails and his guts pouring out of him. He knew. And the humanity of him did not want to go through the dying process. But the word of God says, for the joy that was set before him, Jesus endured the cross. Does somebody say endure? What, 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 what am I saying? Jesus knew the anguish and the agony he was going to go through. But there was a greater joy. He saw past the cross to see the joy. What is the joy? The joy of seeing you and you and you restored from a life of sin in agony. You were his joy that he saw. And if you were the only person on the planet, Jesus looked past the agony of the cross to see the joy. And if we are Christians, if we are imitators and emulators of Jesus Christ, God is saying, if you're gonna, if you're gonna reign, if you're gonna reign with me, you gotta suffer with me. And you've got to see past the crucifixion. You've got to see past, you gotta see past the cross. You gotta see past people spinning in your face. You gotta see past, you gotta see past the suffering, and you've got to see the joy of the end result of the fruit that I have set before you. I want fruit more than I want to be discomforted. I want fruit. Tell somebody I want fruit. More than I want to be pain free. I want fruit. Somebody say I want fruit. I want fruit more than being in the click in the club. I want fruit 
more than being accepted. I'm not going to ask for the altar to be open. I'm going to ask you just to lift your hands right now. I'm going to challenge you right now to do just as Jesus did. Jesus said, no man takes my life. I lay it down. I yield it to death. Some of you have been fighting the death process. Some of you have not identified the seed that you are for the fruit that you shall become. Some of you have been resistant to put yourself in the environments and have been tolerating things that are choking the life and the vitality out of you. And some of you are just afraid to go through the dying process because you don't want to be discomforted. You don't want to go through the pain. You don't go through the agony. But we have to do like Jesus. Because of the crow, because of the joy that was set before him, he could look past the suffering to see the joy. Paul said it like this. The suffering of this present age is not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in you. And I am speaking over your life right now, whatever the three stages you may be in, the suffering of this present age, the suffering of not knowing where you are, the suffering of the anguish of, of saying, God, what's going on in my life and I don't understand it, I don't feel it and I don't understand God. God said the suffering of this present age can't compare to the joy and the glory and the fruit that you, that you shall produce. Can somebody begin to lift worship in this room right now? Thank you. Thank the Lord that you're going to lay it down. Come on, come on. Open your mouth. Lift your hands as a sign of surrender. Say, God, I lay it down. Just as Jesus did. I lay it down. No man can take your life. Then somebody, God, God, see this thing God said, I could take it from you, but I'm not. you got to lay it down. God said, I've already given you everything that pertain to life and godliness. I gave you the talent. I gave you the calling. I gave you the gifting. I put the people around you. You should. God said, I set you up to win, but you're going to have to lay some things down. I surrender to you. Come on, give it up to him. Everything I give to you, withholding nothing. Oh, yes. yeah. Lay it down. Withholding nothing. Somebody say, I surrender. The deliverance is going to happen. Say, I surrender. Come on, say it. To Everything, come on, say everything, sing. Come on, with your heart, say, withholding nothing. Withholding, withholding nothing, say. Listen, so many times God is so wise, He will wrap things up in a song that we would not say ourselves. God is so 
awesome in his wisdom. I want you to understand what you're singing. I surrender. Somebody say, I surrender. I surrender. All, to All to you. Everything. Everything. I give to you. You know what you're saying? No man takes my life. I'm laying it down for the Father. And we're telling God, I'm withholding nothing. Meaning, I'm giving it all, God. There are people in this room that have been holding on to things in reserve just in case God doesn't come through. Just in case, just in case, because this is my pet thing that I want to hold on to. Because I've been hurt, so I, I, I've earned the right to keep holding this. I've earned the right to be hurt. I've earned the right to use this as a crutch for my life. I've earned the right. God said, unless you want to get, unless you want to stay, unless a kernel of grain falls and dies. When a thing dies, it gives up all its life. It makes an exchange. God said, if you give it to me, if you struggle with me to keep it, you're going to lose it. God said, if you give it up, you're going to reap life. So we say, we've holding nothing. Somebody lift your hands as we say. Withhold, holding nothing, holding nothing, yeah. Withholding nothing, shame. Holding nothing, shame. Come on, let's join hands with our neighbor as we pray. Father God, we thank you that your word has found us. It has challenged us. It has shown the mirror of your magnificent grace. Grace is not just a good thing. Sometimes it shows us our flaws. God, we say thank you. Lord, whatever stage people are in right now, whether it's the stage of just ignorance, not knowing who and what you made them, or whether it's a stage of I know who you are, I know what I am, God, but I haven't put myself in the right environment, around the right people, or whether they say, God, I'm in the right environment, I know who I am, but I'm just scared to go through the process. I thank you right now that you give courage, that you give strength, that you give a perseverance in our brother and our sister right now. That just as Jesus did, because of the joy set before him, he endured the cross, he endured the shame, he endured the suffering. And so right now, Lord, we pray Come on, begin to pray for your neighbor. We pray an everlasting endurance in our neighbor right now. We pray a new hunger, a renewal of hunger to be fruitful. God, that is the first commandment that you gave to man, to be fruitful, God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that we will, not, no, we will no longer be satisfied with being barren. That we will no longer be satisfied with just being saved and not being productive for the kingdom. God! 
give us an insatiable desire to be fruitful. Right now in the name of Jesus, are you praying? Are you praying? Are you praying? Thank you, Lord. Pray, pray, pray a hunger into that hand. Pray desire into that hand. God, we thank you right now that they get on a quest, Lord, for more of you. That the ordinary, mundane, mediocre existence that they find in you, God, that you're calling us deeper, that you're calling us higher, that you're calling us further in you, God. Lord, give us a, dis a dissatisfaction in as to where we are in you. Lord, it's pretty good in comparison to where we used to be, God. But you call us to higher heights. You say we go from level to level. We go from faith to faith, God. And, the, and, and yesterday's bread will no longer do, God. We need to know you in a better, in a better, in a bigger, in a stronger way, God. And the price of admission, God, is that we have to die to ourselves, God. We thank you, Lord, that you, you put a dissatisfaction in our spirit. I know it sounds crazy to pray that, God, but I pray this satisfaction, God, trouble us so that we won't get satisfied with where we are. Trouble us, God, when we close our mind, when we close our eyes at night, Lord, let us know that we're not where you called us to be, God. That we're behind schedule. That we're out of position. That there, is more there are more people that we have to impact. There are more things that we should be doing. There are people that need to hear our testimony. There are people that need to know that you are real God and that you love them, God. Lord, would you, would you forgive us? Please forgive us, God, for being in willful ignorance. Some of us don't want to know because if we can, if we can claim ignorance... That we, think that, that we think that we are free of responsibility. But God said no. God said your job when you don't know something, your job is to know. Ignorance is not an excuse. Word of God said to any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of me. He won't withhold it from you. So God, we thank you. That as we go further in you, God that you show us who's for us and you show us who's not for us you show us the weeds in our life God and you show us those who are sent to fertilize us to prune us to make us better God God because we want to be fruitful we want to be fruitful. We don't want to be seedful only, God, but we want to be fruitful, God. We want to be in the right environment, God, so that you can produce fruit in our lives, God. We want to be fruitful. And whatever we need to do, whatever we need to say, whoever we need to apologize to, Lord, in order to get to a place of fruitfulness, God, your servant hears, God. Tell us what to do. And we will obey. I hear the Lord saying, some of you in this room, your healing, your provision is one act of obedience away. And you know what that act of obedience is. Oh God, yes, I hear you. 
Some of you may be forgiving somebody. Some of you may be going to apologize for somebody. Some of you may be who you need to let go. Some people, some people you need to humble yourself and say, I need what's in you. God said, you want act of obedience for you being a flourishing garden. I hear you, Lord. I hear you, Lord. God, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you give us endurance. The race is not given to the swift. It's not even given to the strong. But it's to the one that endures. Squeeze that hand and tell your neighbor, endure. Endure. It's not, it didn't come to kill you. It came to get fruit out of you. Ah, you know, yeah. It didn't come to kill you. I know it feels like it. I know it feels like it. When that when that seed is popping open, it hurts. It's stinking. It's heat. It's pressure. God said it didn't come to kill you. It came to get fruit out of you. Oh God, God is giving people endurance right now. Come on, somebody worship the Lord. He's giving you endurance to stand. Haven't done all? Stand. When you've done all you can do. When you've prayed all you can pray. Have I done all you know to do? Lay back in the safety, rest in him and say, God, I'm going to stand. I don't understand everything, God, but I'm going to stand. Everything doesn't make sense. It hurts right now. I've been going through a, through a dying process. God, you're peeling off the layers so that you can unveil the jewel of fruit in me. God, if fruit is at the end of this, I'll go through. Oh, yes, Lord, I hear you. Some of you need, just need to ask God that simple question. Some of you are going through self-appointed things, but some of you need to ask God that simple question. God, is there fruit at the end of this? God, I hear you. God, if there is fruit at the end of this, God, I'm ready to buckle up and go through Some of you, that, 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 that right there was worth the whole trip over you. God, if there is fruit at the end of this, God, show me the fruit at the end of this. Show me the end of a thing. Show me how beautiful I'm going to become when I go through this. When I go through the fire, how I'm going to be as pure gold. Show me, God. You ain't got to show me everything. God, just give me a glimpse. Give me an open vision on what you're doing. Give me an open vision on how beautiful I'm going to become. How you're going to give me beauty for ashes, God. Somebody say, God, show me. Show me the fruit that I'm going to become. Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org or facebook.com slash at the fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the